Welcome to Fantasy Focus. Today's show is presented by Geico. Insurance can be hard. That's why Geico makes it easy with 24-7 claims, uh, claim service, and on-the-go policy info in the mm. app. It's easy to Geico. Here with Field Yates, it is Tuesday. Yeah. October 17th. Mm. Do you know what's special about this day, Field? Ooh, um, I literally have no idea what's special about this day. This day is the date that Mama Dop and Papa Dop decided to get married many, many Whoa. moons ago. So I want to say happy anniversary to my parents. That is awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a long one. I was extremely stumped. Like, I thought you were going to tell me it's like the NFL trade deadline is today. Uh, or are you no. going to tell me that, like, I don't know, like effective today, like, uh, I don't know, you can legally buy cigarettes in Connecticut or something. It's about time age. that I'm know. allowed to do it. Yeah, right. Um, no. I don't know. I I'd had I was totally stumped. So I don't thank want you the trade that. deadline to be now, Field. I actually want the it's trade actually, deadline to be as late as possible, to be yes. honest. <laughs> it should be in both real life and fantasy football. It's two weeks from today in real life. So we'll see whether any teams become sellers because I'm here to tell you that I have identified several bad football teams oh, in the NFL. You have? Have you? Yes, I have. Yeah, okay. By the way, we're sitting uh, in our three-person set with oh, just yes. two of us it's today. It's just two of us. It kind of looks like a fireside chat right now if you're watching. Like, I feel like we should have some eggnog. Yes. Are you Although Teddy I Roosevelt or am I? Which one? Uh, you can be Teddy. I'm I Teddy? actually hate eggnog. Do you really? I don't like it. It's no. the creaminess of it? Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, I just feel like I'm eating dessert. When You'd I'm rather dessert. just have the bourbon straight without any of the egg I'd rather it. have the bourbon straight <laughs> and like have an actual dessert later. <laughs> That's fair. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Nothing yeah, I got a sweet too, so it's a problem. Uh, Field, I'll tell you what we're going to do today. Okay. We're going to recap Monday Night Football, which is a very fun thing. We're going to talk about some, well, I mean, at least it's football. That's what we're excited about. We're going to talk about some injury updates, and we got waiver wire a little hey bit yo. later on in the show, but let's start Show with this update, yeah. recap real quick. Cowboys and Chargers field. There was one thing I was paying attention to more than anything else in this game, and I just wanted to see how good Austin Eckler looked. How much did they use him here? How much did they ramp him back up to full speed? Spoiler alert, there was no ramp. It was full Austin Eckler basically the entire game. I loved seeing that. Yes, except for the output, right? So it's well, like I mean, other than the that output, was a very yes, Mike Clay response from you right there. Like you know, you love the, the nearly twenty touches. You love the fact that he was basically on the field all the time. Yeah, there was not really like he lacked a fantasy punch in this game. You yes. could say, yeah. Inefficient uh, rushing light. He had uh, 14 carries for 27 yards and was a little bit involved, but not super involved uh, in the passing game. And of course, he did not find the end zone. So I actually think that most people are waking up this morning feeling kind of like, ooh, all I needed from Austin Eckler was 10 fantasy points or 12 fantasy points to win last night. They didn't get that. Nope. So good on you for uh, everyone to, for, for right now being the process guy as opposed to the emotions guy here, which yeah, usually I'll be the emotion the guy around. right now because yeah. I'm all fired up that I didn't get my 12 fantasy points uh, from Austin Eckler. But yes, I think that um, one of the things that was overlooked in the fact that Austin Eckler was returning was that it's a tough matchup. The Cowboys defense is amazing. And uh, we got enough from Austin Eckler in the passing game for me to feel like we're going to see usual Austin Eckler going forward. He's been a little bit more run heavy in the two games he's played this season than he was last year, which isn't a terrible thing. We just know that his super duper power is mm -hmm. being the best or second best pass catching running back in all of football. So I'd like to see one of these games where he pushes for eight or nine or maybe even 10 targets in that game. I would love that. But not terrible to get nearly 20 opportunities for Austin Eckler, given the overall skill set for him. In your first game back, we've seen guys get ramped up and be used slowly. Jonathan Taylor, yeah. one of those guys. And so it's just nice that we were able to see a full usage out of Austin Eckler. I'm with yeah. you, though. RB25 for the week. So. Hey, listen, uh, as bad as running back has been, I wanted better than RB25, but yeah, like you said, you I, I am all in on the volume there. Speaking of volume, Keenan Allen just keeps crushing here in this offense with Mike Williams not being here. He is just a target monster. And I don't know how you could ever pull him out of your fantasy lineup. He seems like one of the, the few set it and forget it guys right now. He's like the Adam Thielen of the West coast right yes. now. Yes, 11 targets last night for Keenan Allen, seven catches, 85 yards and a touchdown. I thought this was going to be a shootout early in the game. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, the, the, the Cowboys go three and out. The Chargers respond and score in an instant. And you're like, oh, man, maybe this Cowboys defense is headed for another Arizona-type game. Yep. They tighten the screws for the most part after that. But Keenan Allen has just not been denied all season. It's like the resurgence of old wide receivers right Love now. Uh, yeah, again, if, if you had to build a list of wide receivers, and we did this, argument, uh, we did this exercise yesterday with Adam Thielen, 
here are the guys that I think come off the board first. It's some order of, and we don't know when Justin Jefferson's going to be back, so he'll be lower than you expect. Tyreek Hill? Yep. Cooper Cup? Yep. Probably Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, and then it's like Adam Thielen. A.J. Brown? A.J. Brown. Keenan Allen? Amon Ra, maybe? Amon Ra. Like that, that's the territory. That's the, the air that Keenan Allen is breathing this yeah. season. He has been unbelievable. And I know that everybody has to have a bye week and Keenan did already have his, but that's the important part. He did already have already his. Passed it. Like you may have yourself a top five wide receiver every single week for the rest of the season. And with six teams on a bye, that's going to be a very, like you're going to remind, be reminded of that dynamic this week in a very, very harsh and significant way. Absolutely. You are also, I want to say about this receiving core. I thought Josh Palmer looked pretty good here. He did. He had a touchdown taken off the board early. I was going to say that. So if you look at the stat sheet, seven targets, four receptions for 60 yards. So I'm thrilled that he got back to back double digit performances here, but it was actually a way better performance than this because he had multiple catches that were called back due to penalties that did not show up on the stat sheet. I was really pleased with what I saw out of Josh Palmer last night. And it remains extremely clear. Like he is clearly the number two and it is not Quentin Johnston. Quentin Johnston. it, It might be a year away. But like, I I feel like he's in witness protection right now. I look for him on every snap and it's like, nope, still not catching passes. So uh, if you had any hopes of Johnson being a late round flyer that would be worth it, so far those hopes have been dashed and it feels probably at this moment, like absent something happened to Keenan Allen or Josh Palmer, it's not going to click for Quinton Johnson this season. Cannot believe Josh Palmer, spoiler alert, we'll talk about this in a little bit later, only still available. And over 50% of fantasy leagues. Barely, but still. But still, we got to get it up over that spot. Uh, Last thing here for the Chargers. Justin Herbert, the last thing I was looking for. Playing with that that broken index finger, right? Didn't look like it impacted him all that much. I mean, you could tell that he was there was something there because yeah. of that, but he played fine. I didn't have any issue with it. He did play fine, and in a week in which quarterback play was bad was on really the whole, bad. Yeah. 19.1 <laughs> fantasy points for Justin Herbert, good enough to register as quarterback five for wow. the week. So Herbert's strong start to the season continues. That's so uh, What's really important about Justin Herbert, I mean, I know that 19.1 fantasy points is lower than his season average, but he has yet to bust. Right. And if you look at all the other quarterbacks, right, Josh Allen had a down week in week one and really wasn't great this past week either. Right. Patrick Mahomes had that quiet game against the Jets. Jalen Hurts was quiet all the way back in week one as well. No quarterback has been more consistent than Justin Herbert at the top of the board so far this season. Dang, Herbert had his first game under 20 fantasy points. Uh, that, that, and he missed it by a point. And he's the only guy that has had 20 fantasy points yep. in every game so far this year, which so is incredible. So we'll change that qualifier. He is the only quarterback with at least 19 fantasy points in, in every, every game this yes, season. It still it. works out. So he has remained maybe the best value amongst all quarterbacks this year. On the other side of the ball, we had talked about That's where I think it's now. interesting. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think this, this whole Cowboys night was interesting. So I was really pleased. I'm going to start with the things I was excited about. Okay, yeah. I, I like seeing CD lamb get involved here. Finally. Yes. It, it was about, about time. time. Yeah. We had a, uh, not a board bet uh, on FF. Now one of our red zone questions was Keenan Allen or yeah. CD lamb. And I think that both of them obviously played fantastic. Yeah. I feel like we lost that. I think I took Keenan Allen cause we were looking at yards. Probably. I think I probably did too, but CD lamb is like, Hey guys, I'm just like Jamar chase. I am also always open. You yeah. can always throw me the football. Finally saw it here in week six. He said that last night after the game to Scott Van Pelt. So seven for 117 yards. Uh, and that was on seven targets. So super efficient night from CD lamb. It was a great matchup for this Cowboys offense. And that's the most important thing is yeah. that the Cowboys have played extremely weird games so far this season. Last night felt like the first game in which they weren't either blowing somebody out or being blown out to the point that C.D. Lamb was not on the field late in the game, as Mike Clay has talked about. So the Cowboys play a three, their first one-score game of the season. The net result is the best day in terms of yard production for C.D. Lamb this season. So good to see him ball out. And Dak Prescott went nuts. Yes, Here's he the thing: is that like Dak Prescott went nuts? Unless you're in a deeper league, though, I don't think it really mattered because like. Him. No one was really starting Dak. What was crazy, though, was Dak had 40 rushing yards and a touchdown. That's his most fantasy points with his legs in a long, long time. An 18-yard rushing touchdown from Dak. I don't know that it's a sign of things to come. But if the Cowboys are willing to incorporate Dak as a runner a little bit more, then it does give him the chance to kind of claw back to a top 12 fantasy quarterback for the rest of this season. Yeah. 
but it was such a good matchup that is not going to be the circumstances that Dak faces week in and week out. So, yes, we have six teams on a bye. Dak might crawl right around quarterback 12 again this week, but Dak's still not like a lock it in top 10 or top 12 quarterback for me, all things being equal. I am totally with you, which is a tough thing to say about the number one quarterback on the week, which is just goes to show how bad we had three quarterbacks score 20 fantasy points. Three. That's it. Three score. Tw- That's unreal. Quarterback freaking one. Can that, you get over that? That is unreal. Where are we at on Tony Pollard? Let's talk about this. For I'll a tell second. you where I'm at field. Yates. I don't understand the usage. 15 <laughs> carries for 30 yards. So <clears throat> one of the things that was talked about a lot last season when Tony Pollard was performing extremely well mm-hmm. and Zeke was performing a lot less well efficiency was just how like he was so efficient but one of the things that the Cowboys seemingly suggested pretty frequently was, hey, Zeke provides a balance for Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. He takes him off the field a bit more, which can lead to Tony Pollard in like better spots for big plays. We can not bother with the between the tackle stuff with Tony Pollard. Let Zeke do that. Yep. And then let Tony Pollard do the stuff where he's out on the perimeter and making people miss and, you know, ch- ch- turn, turning out big plays left and right. You want him in space. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like this year, and maybe I maybe it's too small of a sample, maybe I've overthought this, but it feels like this year, and last night was a good example of it, Tony Pollard has taken on so many of those duties that Zeke was carrying last year that it's actually led to decreased efficiency on the whole. I would like to um, bring to this debate okay, Alvin Kamara. I'm worried that they're turning him into what the like, Saints eventually did with Alvin yeah. Kamara, where it's like we're going to make him be a running back, running back, rather than the pass catcher that is so electric and explosive in the open field. Yeah, so we'll see, because he still got six catches for 80 yards so, last night. Love that. So, like, that more than salvaged the night last time. He's a top 11 running back for the week. That's not terrible because by any that, stretch. though, just yeah. because of that. But it's interesting. Yeah, that, that could be it. It just feels like, and, you know... <laughs> We certainly in, in, in our side of this do a uh, do a lot of dunking on coaches, right? It's very oh, easy yeah. for us to dunk on coaches, and that's part of the job to a degree. But I also think there is like uh, I think there's I think it's fair that we probably owe some of these coaches a little bit more deference than sometimes we give them. Maybe the Cowboys kind of had this one sized up right with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott that like there was some value in having a guy that could do the dirty work that allowed Tony Pollard to be this elite player in a smaller sample size of carries. And maybe that's what we learned last night. Let's talk about this from a fantasy perspective going forward. There are two things I think you can bring up. One is that like, he's still going to get a ton of carries. He's going to get enough receiving volume that I still think he is a top 10 ish back for the rest of the season. The other question would be, Hey, you know, do I need to trade Tony Pollard because he's coming off of this night that looks good when you look at the total number of fantasy points, but is artificially inflated because of the fact that he had six catches for 80 yards. Even a really good receiver like Tony Pollard is not going to average over 13 yards per reception out of the backfield. That's a very, very rare thing to do. Yep. Do you think you should trade him right now? And it's like, the problem with that is the same thing that we've mentioned on a couple of other occasions with players that have just been balling out at running back unexpectedly. Is that who are you trading Tony Pollard for? Right? Is there a running back that's on the rise but hasn't quite hit his peak yet that you're like, okay, that's the guy that I would be looking to target? Other than Brees Hall, I don't have an obvious name of a guy that you're like, whoa, like this guy is coming and he is going to be lock it in top 10 running back and the world just hasn't realized it yet i should trade tony pollard for that guy we don't have like i'm thinking of kenneth walker the third last year yeah Brees hall to a degree this year but it's like if i have tony pollard and you have travis etn you're not going to take my tony pollard for travis etn right i'm just making a move to make a move at that point yeah and that might actually be a downgrade with how good etn has been been. of late right so I don't think there is like a bunch of, I I wish I could tell people like it's okay to try to move off of Pollard for these ascending running backs. I don't think there is. Who are the ascending running backs? We did a redraft a couple weeks ago, excuse me, and he was number 10, I think on Mike's board. I had him out member. It was very weird that I didn't have him inside my top 10, but like the efficiency just hasn't been good enough. And I think now I feel like a little more comfortable in that assessment, which might've been a bit of an oversight at the time. So he's still like a top six, seven, eight, ten 10 
running back at worst. Um, it just feels like the explosion that we were counting on from Tony Pollard has not been there, and maybe the Cowboys were right as to why it might not happen. And we talked about that a little bit in draft season. I'm looking at this right now. He is RB4 in touches on the yeah. season. Like, we knew that he was going to get more volume, and as a part of that, we said, even with that more volume, the efficiency is going to shrink down, but because he's going to get so much more volume, it's going to be okay. Totally. Yeah. It hasn't felt quite like that as yeah. much as I wanted to, but with how bad running back has been, basically to your point with everything you're saying, how do you move off of a guy that is getting this kind of volume in an offense where he's still going to be the lead back and is he's the pass catcher? I still feel like he's the goal line guy. It's a really tough one because you want more out of this. You want to say, hey, let me move on while I can. By the way, Cowboy's going on a bye this week. Mm-hmm. So if you do trade him, you're trading him on a week where he is heading into the bye, uh, which I always think that's interesting. Yeah. The way that people do trades with that, where it's like, do you want to trade for a guy on a bye week? Maybe if you were an if you're a good team, you'll be buying low. Correct. Because of that. Yeah. Like, and so if you're the person trading away Tony Pollard right now, the only way that you're trading him this week is getting someone that plays this week. That's going to do something for me because I'm a, I'm a bad team that needs to win this week. Right. So you are selling low. So you're saying I'll trade you my Tony Pollard for your Alexander Madison or something, something like that. Right. We're a player who I think is clearly inferior in terms of how you value that player, but at least he's available for week seven and you can, and he's still, and and beyond to trade that way. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. I think we're good. That was Monday Night Football field. Monday Night Football, yeah. A, a, a strange game in some ways. Um, there was, a, like, just felt like this game was going to be a shootout, and then it became and then it kind, kind of, of a grinded out thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but an important win for the Cowboys, and uh, the Chargers continue to charger. Yes, they do. Oh, unfortunately. How do you trust do. them? Uh, you don't. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. yeah. You can't. I, I feel like that's a, that's a difficult one. On any given week, these Chargers can be one of many different teams that show up on Sunday. We've seen them be dominant. We've seen them absolutely crush it. And then we've seen performances where it's like, man, I expected more out of you guys than uh, this. And they're playing the Chiefs next weekend. So good luck. Hmm, not great. All right, let's talk about some injury updates. No Stefania yeah, Bell today. She yeah. is at the NFL League meeting. Yeah, so she, she wanted to make sure that uh, we still had some good information here. So okay. hopefully we're going to try and give you the best info that we can on these injury updates. Field, Anthony Richardson. Most people already know this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Yep. Probably going to miss the rest of the regular season heading to IR because of a surgery that he is going to have. That came from Jim Ursay. Uh, told yeah, the owner. On Monday. Yes. Yeah, the owner's owner that. of the Colts. All right. So, so we can assume that that is going to happen. Field, well, I, people are like, but hold on, dude. It's Jim Ursay. Like, that might mean he could be back literally the day he is eligible to be back. No, I think in this case, like, I, I am interpreting what Jim Ursay said as probably going to be out means we know he is going to be out, but there's like a 5% chance that he could return at the end of the season. So I'll leave the door open a little bit. What would that look like? Like just in case, let's say he misses eight games. Yeah. What is this right now? Week seven? It's week seven now. He missed week six. So that would mean he misses all the way through week 13. That 13, would be 14. Weeks. Okay. Week 14. Here's the bot. Here's the headline here. You can drop Anthony Richardson in redraft leagues. If you have, if you have stashed him for the past week on IR, with six teams headed on a bye this week, yes, roster crunches are real. Yep, you might have half your roster on bye this week, and you don't want to drop players. You also may have a hurt player that needs to go to IR. So yes, Anthony Richardson sadly is droppable. And Mike made this point on Monday, and it's a good one. It'll be a fascinating discourse surrounding Anthony Richardson going into next season. Mm-hmm. You could see people ranking him as quarterback five going into next year because. On a points per game basis, he was the second best quarterback before he got hurt. You might also have people that are saying he's tantalizing, but we still haven't seen it for a prolonged period of time. And three out of four games he leaves because he's hurt. Are the Colts immediately going to change the way that they utilize Anthony Richardson like the Bills have this year with Josh Josh Allen? I don't think it's going to be that because he's so young and there is still so much upside because of the legs, but uh, yeah, get ready for an interesting off season in terms of debating the upside. No, no, not, not the upside debating where Anthony Richardson should be uh, drafted amongst quarterbacks going into next year. We've already talked about this, but just in case this is the first time someone's tuning in, how do you think that Gardner Minshew, if at all will impact the wide receivers in this offense? I think last week kind of showed it uh, not much at all. Yeah. It could be a good thing. I mean, Michael Pittman and Josh Downs had big weeks this past week. Uh, Downs available in a lot of leagues. We'll talk about him more in just a little bit. Yes, we will. A uh, tough thing for this week is they put the Browns. Yeah. And the Browns are gnarly on defense. Just go ask the 49ers about that. But yes, this could be a slight net positive 
for those two Colts wide receivers with Gardner Minshew under center. All right. Speaking of the 49ers yeah. field, gee, it's Christian McCaffrey. We got word from Coach Shanahan saying, hopefully Christian McCaffrey will be good to go this week. But if not, we've got a group of guys that we'll be able to count on. I was hoping for a little bit more definitive information. I know he had the MRI on Monday. Yeah, It doesn't sound like we've got results from that yet to be able to know what this is going to mean. So right now, I'm just going to keep preparing just in case he's not out there because with six teams on a bye, I feel like I need to make sure my roster is ready just in case, by the way, it's a Monday night football game. Yes, field. it is. So you better get your waivers in tonight. Yep. Here's where it gets interesting, though. I actually think that Kyle Shanahan, <clears throat> excuse me, he's not Mike Tomlin or Sean McVay, where it's like the minute they know what the injury is, it's like, hey, this is the timeline. We expect him back by then, and then we'll sort of evaluate it again. He's pretty much straightforward, but sometimes he is like a little bit less obvious with how he is uh, explaining the timeline. But the fact that he didn't know yesterday made me think that like they still, as of the time of his press conference, like legitimately don't know whether he will play or not next week. Yep. It's in the realm of possibilities that he plays. It's also possible he misses. The most interesting part of his comments, though, came in follow-up questions from the 49ers press corps about sort of, hey, what's... I don't recall if the question was like, what's your confidence in Jordan Mason or what's the plan of Christians out? I think a lot of us in the fantasy community were kind of hoping he'd say, Hey, if Christians out, you know, Jordan's earned that job as the number two behind him. Instead, he made mention of how, yes, Jordan's been playing well, but we've seen Elijah Mitchell handle this role in the past. So if I had to make a bet right now on who starts for the 49ers next week if CMC is out, I'm at like 53% Jordan Mason, 47% Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. Excuse me, geez. Uh, Which means for waiver wire purposes, in some ways, it's a little bit of a trap, right? Like, I think either or is addable in waivers. And I think if you're adding one of them and you only get one, and CMC is out next week, then like, you don't have a choice. Like you, you got to like kind of live with it. But what you're hoping for is if you add Jordan Mason this week, Kyle ends up saying later on, like, Hey, you know, something like Jordan's going to lead the way we expect him to, you know, be our starter. We'll also have Elijah in the game or you hoping to say the opposite. Like, Hey, you know, Elijah's played a ton of big games for us. And he's, you know, a guy that had whatever it was during his rookie season, 800 some rushing yards. Like he'll be the dude. So this has uh, it's not as grim as the Cardinals was last week, because definitely one or both of these guys could have a big day, but it's also not as crystal clear as other backfields where mm. this player's out, add this player and expect him to be, you know, dollar store version of the normal starter. Yep. Yeah. That's going to be a frustrating one. We'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to the waiver section. Yeah. We've got a couple of 49ers running backs that yeah. we could talk about there. By the way, Debo Samuel also still day to day per Kyle Shanahan. That so would we'll seem like a little bit more of, we think he'll give it a go. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. All right. David Montgomery, this one hurts. Lions head coach Dan Campbell said that David Montgomery will be out, quote, a little bit while he deals with this rib cartilage injury. Yep. We already saw no Jameer Gibbs last week. Yep. We expect him to be back. And it sounds like Campbell said that Campbell yep. is very comfortable with Jameer Gibbs being there. This is going to be a split between Craig Reynolds and Jameer Gibbs while David Montgomery is out. Craig Reynolds, someone we're also going to talk about in the waiver wire column. Yep. Uh, something to look at there. But that's a real bummer for people that have David Montgomery. It is. He's been excellent. Also, some context, and this was pointed out, I believe, by Jeff Risden on Twitter that... I love Jeff. Hey, the... I'm sure... You, do you have a power rankings of all the... I do. Different. We'll do that different podcast. I do, but Jeff is number one. Okay. Um, so Jeff points out that, hey, David Montgomery sounds like he's unlikely for week seven. Which is against the Ravens. The Lions have a bye in week nine. Yeah. Week eight, they play the Raiders. Yeah. So, but but whether whether they play the Raiders, whoever it is, it's like, oh, so if you're not going to play in week seven and you have a bye week in week nine, maybe, just maybe, you kind of take that three-week span to get yourself right. Hey, especially if Jameer Gibbs looks good in this Ravens game and you're like, okay, we've been waiting for this. Between Craig Reynolds and yeah. Gibbs, we can give Monty another week to get healthy because they want this team and this running back room to be able to carry them deep deep into the regular season and play. Yeah, I mean, also just like if you continue to play how you have, which is winning football, like if you're yes. six and one after this weekend, you're saying to yourself, like we would never rush this player back. I mean, we can beat the Raiders with or without David Montgomery, at least based off of what I've seen so far this season. So uh, just brace for that possibility. I Agreed. can't guarantee. I don't think Jeff was guaranteeing it. Nope. I think he was providing important context as we have seen with Austin Eckler most recently, right? Yep. You're so close to returning, but that bye week buys you extra time and ensures that when you do return, 
you're back to 100%. I really want the Lions to beat the Ravens this week, in part <laughs> because uh, my buddy Kurt, who's in our Michigan Men League, yeah. like he was at that last Ravens game where mm. we got beat oh my by God, Justin, the Justin Tucker, Tucker field goal. Field goal. I so desperately just want that Dude, to be wiped a, clean from our memory. Riley Patterson, 68-yard field goal yes, on Sunday to, to win, win the, the game. game. I would love or, that. Or, oh, my gosh. Or do you guys just win by like 22? I always blow them out. Yeah. Just yeah. like completely crush them. Just Jared Goff What a great game Jared that'll Goff be. Wow, yeah. What a fun, fun game that'll be on Sunday. All right, another running back. that or no? I would love oh, to I think we that. actually already have Eagles- uh, 40, uh, sorry, Eagles Dolphins on Sunday night. You're right. So like, you're right. I'm, I'm not, I'm not disappointed in that. Um, maybe we can flex it to what do we have Monday night? Oh, if we have a uh, 49ers Vikings. Oh, well, I I'm, would prefer Lions Ravens over that, but, um, as think, a company man, I'm still fired up. For I'm 49ers still, Vikings. I'll tell you what, I know someone else who is excited about 49ers Vikings as well. All right, mm-hmm. let's talk about Kyron Williams here. An MRI on Monday revealed that he did in fact have a sprained ankle that is expected to sideline him for this week's game against yeah. the Steelers. Doesn't seem like it's going to be long-term is what Shefty has told us, which means that these Rams are going to turn to a couple of different people field and guys that we're looking at adding off the waiver wire. How about the names Zach Evans and Royce Freeman. That's right, because Ronnie Rivers is also hurt. Also dealing the with number injury. two running back in L.A. So Zach Evans, draft pick from this past year out of uh, Ole Miss. Sixth round pick, I believe it was. Um, he sounds like he's the next man up. Uh, Sean McVay did suggest the possibility that the team, he said something to the effect of, right now we've got, did he mention both backs by name or no? He mentioned, uh, he also mentioned Royce Freeman. Yep. Um, but he said something to the effect of we're working through some things right now as it pertains to the roster. So maybe this team adds someone off of a practice squad okay. elsewhere. Um, but yeah, it sounds like it'll be those three guys uh, or those two guys, I should say, right now. But uh, if you are adding just one, I think Evans is the pick right now. I would agree with yeah. you on that. Can I ask you a question that you might not have the answer to, but I'm going to do it in a live window? Try rather let's than- find out. Yeah. I might. Leonard Fournette has just gotten no run whatsoever. It doesn't seem like anybody wants him. Is yeah. this like we're into week six and we have had so many running back injuries. Is this a situation where Leonard Fournette is just like out of shape and not ready to play football and we're waiting towards the end of the season when you really need someone? Or, or like what is the NFL saying by a guy that had 70 some passes last year from Tom Brady yeah. can't even make a roster right now? Uh, it could be that uh, it, it could be that, you know, he's at the point where he's made a decent amount of money want a Super Bowl and waiting for the right opportunity. Okay. Right. He doesn't want to go somewhere where he might be like in LA. Hey, we'll need you for a week or two. And then you might be our inactive fourth running for the next for whatever. Yeah. Or would you rather wait for kind of like what Kareem Hunt did where it was like, Hey, even if you're going to have Jerome Ford as the starter, we're going to need you to play some meaningful snaps. It's a good question though. I mean, it's also testament to just how many backs there are yes. and how fungible that position often is. Wow. That's a word I was not I like that word. Today. Fungible. Yeah, yes. That's a good one. All right. Let's talk about some quarterbacks here. Yeah. Justin Fields, unfortunately, has a dislocated thumb. Yep. Uh, I got this from Stefania. One of the things I want to point out is with her not being able to be here. The big thing with having a dislocated thumb, it is about the pain and swelling getting it under control so he can grip the football. If you can't grip the football, especially as a quarterback, yeah. what are you going to be able to do? So a lot of this right now, it's why he's listed doubt as doubtful yeah. because of the fact that they think that's going to be tough for him to be able to get over within a week. So if you do roster Justin Fields, we would suggest you make a streaming option change here this week. Not only that, obviously we're going to downgrade DJ Moore, et cetera. Yes. Raiders. Kind of a sneaky streaming defense again. They uh, paid off last week if you added them when they played the Patriots. Yep. Uh, and this week could be the same thing because Justin Fields likely out. Tyson Bajan, very inexperienced. The Bears lost yet another offensive lineman yesterday mm-hmm. to, uh, on Sunday due to injury. So uh, Raiders, one of my favorite streaming options on defense this week. Wow, I like yeah. it, Field. All right. Raiders All right. are winning because of their defense right now, not because of their offense. Weird thing to say Weird. with the team <laughs> that has Devontae Adams... And Jacoby Myers. Oh, yeah, that's Love true. Two, two really good players. Also, Josh Jacobs, it's not like he, I mean. I, and Josh Jacobs, of course, too. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a weird one. All right, let's talk about Trevor Lawrence here. Last one. Uh, he has what is described as a knee sprain, but it is not as significant as we were worried about. Yeah. Which is the thing that we are most excited about. It's still uncertain as to whether or not he is going to be able to go short week. Thursday night football Thursday night game, yep. against the Saints. Yep. So, so we are what sixty hours, less than sixty hours from game time. We I still would make other plans probably. And I, 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 we'll see. I have no idea. Like I wouldn't want to start him even if he was healthy against the Saints. It right is. Now. A, it's a it's a bad matchup, and he has not been great so far this season. Obviously, uh, we'll see here. Um, 
I think I know the team. I know the team would turn to CJ Beathard and feel pretty confident about it if they had to do so. Cause I think they believe he is a capable backup. The question that I don't know the answer to though, Daniel is was Doug uh, Peterson coy yesterday by design was he coy because they're still evaluating? Was he coy because he thinks that Trevor Lawrence probably won't play on Thursday night? But yeah, if he doesn't play, we'll talk about that at length during yes. our Thursday preview show. We will have a lot. All right, Field, let's move ahead and talk about some waiver wire let's here. As a part of the waiver wire, I want to make sure that everyone knows the six teams that are on a bye. Hit me. Cincinnati Bengals. They're good. Dallas Cowboys. They're good. The Houston Texans. They Pretty have good, some actually. pieces, actually. Yeah. The Tennessee Titans. Some. The New York Jets. Some. And the Carolina Panthers, which is Adam Thielen. Wait, the Jets are on a bye again this week? How did I not know that? I, for some reason, I totally miscalculated that, but that stinks. No Brees Hall this week. Huh? No Brees Hall this week, which um, is unfortunate. So that's yeah. six teams on a bye. Garrett Wilson. Yeah, six teams on a bye this week. Yeah, so it's tough. I mean, uh, I want this. Jackson, if you're in here today, like, I want this to be the clip that we use for posting this, this, this uh, podcast on social media. Three, two, one, go. NFL, if you're listening, I have a proposal. And it's not a proposal. It's more of a demand or an ask. Everybody agrees with me on this one, by the way. There are eight weeks of buys. There are four teams on a buy at maximum. And when you are deciding which teams are on a buy at the same time, try not to put the teams that on paper look like the best offenses in the NFL. Yes. On a buy together. Thank you. Right? Like go through the NFL, uh, go through the teams before the season and rank in your own mind offenses one through 32. And then what you do is you, you, you break that up into eight tiers, the bottom tier. And I know that things can surprise during the NFL season, but just like we can generally speaking forecast, the chiefs are going to be good on offense. Yeah. Don't allow them to be on the buy the same week that the Miami dolphins are also on a buy. Think about us, the fantasy managers. So yeah, it's a bummer that we have six teams on a buy any week. It happens twice by the way. Uh, so it's going to be tough. Um, I was but yeah, say, that's my proposal. Are you talking about, I think, and this is a little spoiler alert. I'm going to look ahead here. Are you talking about week 12? I believe it is week 12 when there are six teams on a bye. And it is just brutal. Uh, Oh, sorry. It is week 10. All right. Week 10. That's four on a bye. You've got Kansas City, the Rams, Miami Dolphins, and Philly. The Philly Eagles. Look at that. Philly, Miami, and the Chiefs all on one. And Cooper Cup and and Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams. You could totally, totally have a lineup this year in fantasy, which has, especially because of the Cooper Cup injury at the time that it took place, Cooper Cup. Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua, Travis Kelsey, Jalen Hurts is your quarterback, uh, and and Jalen Waddle is your second wide receiver. Like that's a real lineup that you could have in fantasy. And they're that all team, out. you will be playing Daniel and I yes. in your flex. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Uh, hey. There should not be uh, six teams at a buy. That's my big proposal for the NFL. At least one of us has caught passes from Russell Wilson, so I wouldn't be too bad in the that's flex play. Yet, I um. Did you I, ever catch? Did you catch? Passed from anyone when you were with the uh, Patriots? Oh, the yeah. Chiefs? Brady. Brady for a while. All right. You're just uh, keeping that yeah, silent the whole time. All right. No yeah. big deal. No, but here's the problem is that with NFL, and you can attest to this now, is that even when you see NFL quarterbacks warming up on the sideline, because between every drive they're throwing, yep. a pass that looks like it's just a, like an accurate pass right to the person who's handling catching for the quarterback quarterbacks rifle the football it is a rocket it is a rocket yeah i remember like i used to at first i was like let me go gloveless i like would walk back from practice and my hands would be pink not because like they've been blistered <laughs> but because the football during the summer yeah the leather would rub would, would would bleed onto your hands these quarterbacks need to just like a little bit of touch you know they need to be like pragmatics oh a little bit of that but that's why quarterbacks when they're on the sideline have someone catch for them Oh, yeah. They don't want to break They don't digits. want to catch it back. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Enough what quarterback talk about? here. We're going to talk yeah. waiver wire. Let's okay, talk let's some running it. backs. Let's rip through it. Yep. We got two cor- or two running backs that we talked about, yep. both CMC and David Montgomery, that we expect to be out. Let's run through the 49ers running backs that you would potentially want to add off of waivers yeah, this so week. Yeah, so this is a, this is a, this is a double, double dip. I, yep. I would love to tell you definitively it's Jordan Mason or it's Elijah Mitchell. Both of whom are available in more than 50% of leagues, yep. well available, so you can grab I, either one. I think one. what I would do is I would put a claim in for both. Which one are you putting the claim in first? I'm putting the claim in for Jordan Mason first. Jordan Mason is one yep. and then priority because two. Because he's been doing it for the past few weeks. He's a good player. I know Mitchell is as well, but I'm prioritizing Jordan Mason. Okay. But I'm putting a claim in for Elijah Mitchell as well because, and I'm always so warped by playing in some of the leagues that we play in, whether it's dynasty leagues with big benches or 16 team leagues or Scott Fishbowl, where you're like, every player is available, Everyone, is not available. Yeah. So anyways, um, Mason first, Mitchell second. 
that would be how I would prioritize them. But I would try to claim both. Okay. And then for the Detroit Lions, it's fairly obvious if you're going to grab Craig one, Reynolds. it's Craig Reynolds. Yep, but I am preparing for Craig Reynolds to be rendered as mostly moot because I think Jameer Gibbs is going to play. All right. So with that, let's talk about a couple of other people that you have yep. here. Obviously, we saw Chuba Hubbard do some stuff last week. One of the things about Chuba, if you do want to add him this week, goes on a bye here in week seven. Yes, he's going on a bye. This to me would be the person. Here's, here's the person who should be adding Chuba Hubbard. Team's in good shape. Yep. You're not dramatically impacted by these week six buys. And you're looking to pad some depth. Like Chuba wouldn't be starting for you. You are willing to use the roster spot on a player who could lose his job when week seven rolls around because Miles Sanders could be healthy enough to play. Part of me is like, well, you know, shouldn't the Panthers turn to the young guy given the fact that they're 0 and 6? This is also the first of a four year contract for Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is like 26 years old. He's not. 31, right? No. So I don't think Miles Sanders is going to lose his job if he is healthy in week seven. But just in case they start to say, hey, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. And they're 0 6, by the way. Yep. Let's play more Chuba Hubbard. Go ahead and grab him. All right. So if you're looking at one of these Cardinals backs, we got a bunch of running backs yeah, that I we're would basically prefer to talk pass. about. All right. That, and that's kind of how I feel. I don't really want to add Keontae Ingram. I don't feel great about you don't. Amari DiMarcado. Like, I feel like at that point, it is a total dart throw and hoping one of them gets in the end zone. Pass. Okay. And then for the Browns. Yeah. We saw Kareem Hunt. We talked about this at the beginning of the season. Is Kareem Hunt like worth grabbing and holding? And eventually yeah. got to the point where it was like, you know what? We've Don't had, hold. Yeah. We've had too many injuries. I've got to use those spots for guys that are playing. Yep. Now it looks like the Browns might be interested in using Kareem Hunt a little bit more. Yeah, they have. They did use him more last week. Uh, however, he was still considerably behind Jerome Ford in yes. terms of carries. So I think it's still Jerome Ford's job. But if Deshaun Watson's out again in week seven, they play the Colts. They're not going to be able to throw the football nearly as effectively. He is a fine bench add and stash and probably, you know, he might be usable this week because I was looking teams, at running backs. Yeah. Here's my challenge out there. I don't know how many fellow fantasy analysts listen to our show. I don't know if it's more people that are just fans and not analysts, but if there are some fellow analysts out there that listen, first of all, thank you. Second of all, find me 50 running backs to rank this week. No. Find me 50. Good Doing luck. I wish everybody out there that has to rank for a living the best of luck because I'm looking at the projections. I'm looking at the players that I would consider. I got to like 21 and I was like, ugh. That's exactly what I'm looking at right now. Like who's, who's like 20? Give me, give me some names. It's 22 through 25. Uh, 22. Well, so this is where I'm at right now. Okay. 22 through 25. So Just I don't know if everyone. Whatever gets, whenever the drop off hits. Let me, let me hear. So it. we got Rashad White. Okay, that's fine. That, that one's, that's a totally startable player, I think. 22, I've got, we have Jeff Wilson Jr. Okay. We have Jalen Warren. Yep, I mean. We have Zach Evans. Yeah. We have Zach Moss. Yeah. We have Javante Williams. Yep. Latavius Murray. And then closing out the top 30 right here for me is Jaleel McLaughlin. Okay, so I think like Latavius Murray was where I felt to myself all of a sudden. I'm like, wait. The guy who might be the backup. I get it with no Damian Harris. It's going to be more of a two-man committee than it will be a three-man committee. Mm-hmm. And I know that James Cook played an alarmingly low number of snaps last week. But really? Like, really, Latavius Murray? Yeah, that's tough. Once you get, the top 30? That, that's where it feels weird, where it's like, <laughs> at that point, I, you're not starting any of those running backs in your flex, right? You're only starting one of those running backs if you are just so thin at the running back position. Yeah. And at that but point... But you might be. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. I am there. Injuries. I, I've got waiting. David Montgomery who's going to be out. I've got Derrick Henry who is on by this week. That yeah. means that I'm looking at at least two bench spots. It's ugly. So, yes, Kareem Hunt actually has more value this week than I think he does in a normal week. Gross. Which should be added. Definitely. And, and not, and I, I hate to say this, I thought Jerome Ford had a stranglehold in this job looked when like they first took over. Looked like it. I think Kareem Hunt has a chance to chip into that workload more and more by the week. I'm bummed about that. I was really excited about Jerome Ford. I spent 81 of $100 on Jerome Ford. Well, I spent 85. Let's talk about a couple of pass catchers here. Uh, We already mentioned earlier, as a part of Monday Night Football, if you want to grab someone, Josh Palmer, still available in under 50% of leagues, definitely worth adding with how much he's being utilized within this Chargers offense. Totally agree, yep. We got Kendrick Bourne as well. Kendrick Bourne continues to do stuff. Field, 11 targets this last week, 10 catches for 89 yards. I think Kendrick Bourne would be interesting in a different offense. I think he's good. Yeah. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a superstar. I don't think he's a bad player either. I think if he were somewhere else, we'd be talking about Kendrick Bourne more. 
but yeah, I think with the you know the Patriots are going to you know, negative game script is certainly working in their favor so far this year. It is uh, and it isn't. It, yeah, it's working in their yeah. favor for fantasy, fantasy correct. purposes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but Kendrick Bourne does have like two really really solid games so far this season. Hard to totally trust him. He should be playing every snap for the Patriots, yes. and they should be finding ways to get him the football as much as possible. But a totally reasonable bench add. Another young wide receiver that we like, Josh Downs. We've mentioned this him one for like a lot, a couple yeah. of weeks. Also, part of the reasons why I like Josh Downs is because Gardner Minshew threw the ball 55 times on Sunday. Yes, it's amazing. And by the way, Josh Downs, small guy, diminutive, quick as heck. Not a lot of like difficult throws going his way. A lot of short stuff. So, well, is Josh Downs a good bet to crack 100 yards consistently? He said, no, he is not. not. But if you're looking for like seven for 55, this is the guy for you. I'm actually surprised Josh Downs has not moved up more in terms of roster percentage over the past couple weeks because we have been talking, everybody's been talking about Josh Downs. So, as far as the wide receivers are concerned, definitely my favorite one that we have mentioned up to this point. More so than even, I mean, him and Josh Palmer will be close, but. The floor might be even higher for Josh Downs than it is Josh Palmer. A lot of Joshes. A lot of Josh in there. Yeah. We had a lot of Joshes on uh, on fantasy FF football now, now when we were discussing the available wide receivers. That's what it was. What do you that's, know? that's where yeah. we're at. Uh, let's talk about a top ten tight end that is available on waiver wire. Field Yates. This sickens me. <laughs> if Jonu Smith is available in more than fifty percent of leagues by the time that this show airs tomorrow, I will pull Daniel's beard out. I'm a, Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. I know you'll be disappointed in that thing. Why is a usable tight end available in 85% of leagues? All the time. We do every Monday as, as we're sitting there on Sunday night and Monday morning trying to decide how to present this content to the people. Some tight end, Dallas Goddard lays an egg or Evan Ingram has three catches for 12 yards. Hey, you know what? What, what should we say there? You know what we should say? He's a tight end. Yeah. Who cares? Because you're still playing him. Meanwhile, we have an actual tight end who keeps producing that is just sitting there collecting dust on the waiver wire. Change this. Please, please change this. I actually heard that before the game last night, <coughs> Oh God! that Austin Eckler was talking to Dante Fowler and he was like, I'm starting Kyle Pitts. And, and Austin ah. was like, you should be starting Jonu Smith. And that's, that's what why they caused thought. the scuffle. That, it, it does make a lot more sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes a lot more sense now that you say that. It's ridiculous that Jonu Smith is a top 10 tight end. One, just in general. The fact that we're even having that conversation is crazy to me. Yeah. Two, it's ridiculous that with how bad tight end has been, in spite of the fact that his name is Jonu Smith, we've been willing to give a chance to literally anyone that will get us fantasy points. And he's out there in 85% of fantasy leagues I field. I actually kind of get the why he's a top 10 tight end guy. Not specific to the fact that he plays for Atlanta with Kyle Pitts, but just like... I am a sucker for Jonu Smith. Like he's an he's an incredible athlete, really good after the catch. Like absolutely. When I'm sitting there, if we did a combine for NFL tight ends only, he'd be one of the stars of it. That being said, uh, you know it's been about a utilization thing, right? Like in Tennessee, he was underutilized in New England. They just got nothing out of him whatsoever. Yep. Why they had to trade him? Atlanta. Arthur Smith. It's the Smith connection. Getting some work there. Yes. I both love it and hate it at the same time. But you know that Arthur Smith has nine siblings. What? Yeah. I did not know that. Now, he's also the uh, son of, like, the CEO slash, like, president of uh, FedEx. What? You didn't know that part of it? No, I didn't know that either. Oh, yeah. It's one of the great stories about Arthur Smith. So, uh, like, not that, um, like, he's he's doing what he loves, right? But, like, if he didn't want to do that, he could be doing whatever he wants, right? Like, Arthur Smith could probably be living on an island right now with no stress of coaching. And he chooses to be a coach instead. So respect. He's making great money on his own now, I'm sure. But like that coaching lifestyle is quite unforgiving during the football season. I'm surprised that Drake London and Kyle Pitts haven't gotten more run than knowing that his family comes from such a shipping and receiving background. Hey, yo. Pretty good right there. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some streaming quarterbacks here, Field Jates. In case you've got one of the guys that we talked about uh, as a reminder. Yeah. Not only was Anthony Richardson going to go on IR, but we've got Joe Burrow, who's definitely going to be out this week as a part of uh, bye weeks. Right. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. You've got CJ Stroud, who yep. you may have been relying on as well. And hopefully that's it. Hopefully you're not starting any of the other guys. Yep. But if you need a streamer this week, there's a couple of different directions you can go. We've seen Sam Howell basically Blake Bortle his way mm-hmm. to fantasy relevance. I think this is Blake Bortle's 2.0 right now. It could be. So here's the question that I have. Because I, I this is like I was thinking about this is that 
every week, uh, if you just go like look at the players that are ranked somewhere around like quarterback 13 to quarterback 18, that's kind of the streaming category, right? Yeah, right in that range. If they're ranked quarterback nine, it's in a like, 10 yeah, team, no crap, team you're league. starting that guy, right? Yeah. Uh, if they're ranked quarterback 20, it's like, no, I probably wouldn't start that player. And I was sitting there looking at the players that fell into that range for this week, and you're like, no. I don't want any of them. I don't really want to do that. <laughs> and let's work through them, I'm though. I'm glad because, it's not just me that had these feelings last night while I was yeah. ranking players. Thank right. you, so, Phil. So um, let's just go through some of these names. Sure. You mentioned Sam Howe. Yep. A couple of weeks ago, he gets the Bears and shreds them in the second half. I mean, just ridiculous. 25-plus fantasy points. Yeah. This past week, he plays the Falcons and somehow throws for three touchdowns with like 154 passing yards. <laughs> so weird. Right. You can't count on that consistently. <laughs> so this week, they play the Giants. Giants have kind of impressed me defensively in recent weeks. They just held Josh Allen and the Bills in check. Yep. So, and I think that the Giants are in gut check mode. And, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think the Sam Howell's tough day on Sunday in New York. Tough day. Tough day. So, he might, he's close to being ranked as like a streaming option. Would I love starting him this week? I would not. Lower to expectation streaming option. Yep. yep. What about Desmond Ritter? Desmond so Ritter's had a, this one, right? He's had a couple of games where it's like, whoa, Desmond, way to go. But back to back games. But the eye test for everything Over, else. Yep, exactly. <laughs> this is like, when you watch him, you're like, there's no way I can feel good about starting this guy. Yeah. Right? They play the Bucks, who, when you're not Jared Goff, are a tough defense to face. They just are. They've so only they've given got, up three touchdowns coming into that Lions game so far this year. Yeah. They're a legit defense. So would I love playing Desmond Ritter? I would not love that. No. Again, just to run, these are people that are going to be ranked somewhere between like 13 and 18 this week. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel good about either one of them. All right. So, uh, so I, we, we have correctly ordered them based off of my confidence level, but my confidence level is still quite low. Unfortunately. It do is. You have, do you have anyone that you do feel? Con- does Gardner Minshew? No. Okay. That one does not also. Browns defense. You oh, had me there. No Browns way. defense. All right. But so like, I'll give you one other name. Okay. And he may have, he may have crept over. I think he actually did creep over the threshold, but Matthew Stafford interests me. Oh, I know that he had a great spot last week. It was tough. And he dudded. Yeah, he did. But yeah, he did. Hold on. Um, He intrigues me against the Steelers. And then Daniel Jones. I was thinking about Daniel Jones. Kind of intrigues me. So I'm trying to look at I got a Daniel Jones percentage. feeling this week, as a matter of fact. Do you really? I do. Now, he has to play, obviously. So that's, that's, that's a significant part of the equation. But Daniel if he does Jones play, available yeah. in 59% of leagues. I kind of like that one. I'm not going to lie to you. Hmm. Of all the names that we have talked about so far, I would take Daniel Jones over each of them for week seven. Yeah. Taking now, again, on the obviously, he has to play. Yep. But if he does, give me Daniel Jones over all those guys. Now, it's not that Daniel Jones has been great this season. He's had a couple of moments, though, and this commander secondary leaves much to be desired. Did you know the commanders benched their first-round pick this past week? What? Manuel Forbes, zero defensive snaps. Manuel Forbes taking one pick ahead of Christian Gonzalez. Oh, that hurts. That one hurts right there. So, anyways, um, and... We could do that exercise a million times. Those are fun like, draft debates. But I, I don't like the, like, hey, probably, you know, some guy goes in the fourth round. It's like they compare and some guy, some guy goes, goes in the second round. It's like, dude, like two the, full rounds last year. The entire year. NFL like, saw it differently. Yes, than, yes we did. Right. So, but like when it's back to back early in the proceed, like Aiden Hutchinson versus uh, Travion Walker. Yeah. Pretty interesting right there. Right. Yeah, so that was pretty nice. um, when the same, when the same position player goes in back-to-back picks in the first half or close to the first half of the NFL draft, to me, it's notable. When, like, whoa, can you believe that, like, you know, some seventh-round receiver got passed on by, like, 72 other wideouts? It's like, yeah, I kind of can. Yeah, yes. The NFL kind of could, too. <laughs> they so. Everybody else yeah. saw it that same way as well. So, yeah, it's a bad week for streaming quarterback options, Daniel. That's my thought on it. All right, we're going to talk about some guys that are heating up right now, field, yeah. but first... Give me something from our friends over at Geico. Are you overwhelmed by insurance? I am Make it very easy. overwhelmed. That's right. Get all your insurance in one place with Geico. Plus, get 24-7 claim support and on-the-go policy access with the award-winning Geico mobile app. See how easy insurance can be and go to geico.com. 
I'll tell you what. I need to head on over to Geico.com myself, Field Yates. Oh, we do? Yeah, because I got to get me some insurance. Because this week, oh, hey, look at this. Hey, oh my gosh. Now it's time for a heating up brought to you by Popeyes. And by the way, who are we talking about this week that is heating up? We have already mentioned this. Old man Adam Thielen has Adam been Thielen. on fire right now. By in the way, these Fuego. bags smell so good say, right what, now. Like, can we have lunch right now? I hope so. As can soon we, as this is done. Can we do the Popeye segment on a day in which we do the show at like 9 a.m.? Oh, and I'm not so starving because yes. I am starving right now and this smells delightful. Uh, but how good has Adam Thielen been? He's been incredible. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> this, it's amazing. Amazing that he had trivia. How many games with 100 receiving yards did Adam Thielen have in 2022? Uh, I'll say six. Zero. Oh, okay. Zero in 2022. He has three in six games so far this season. Unbelievable. Two catches for 12 yards in week one. Since then, he has been the highest scoring wide receiver in all of fantasy football. Let me ask you this question then. What do you do <coughs> with Adam Thielen yeah. here in week seven? Yep. They're on a bye. Mm-hmm. If you have Adam, mm-hmm. you've probably been riding this performance to be able to hopefully get you to a nice record. Yeah. If you are an underperforming team that has Adam Thielen on your roster, is this the week that you want to try to move him to a team that can give you a player that will play this week and and get things moving for your fantasy team? Or do you or do you can is it impossible to move on from Adam Thielen? It's not impossible, but it would require like a legitimate top twelve option at wide receiver plus something else. Plus something. That's how good he's been. In part because we don't see game script for this team changing anytime soon they're gonna have to keep playing from behind play from behind i mentioned this on monday teams aren't going to like put this big umbrella right on over adam film where they're like hey you know what we got to prevent him from like going way down the field like no they're just gonna be like yeah if you want adam Thielen to have 12 yards to catch fine win that way we don't care yeah. We do not care whatsoever. That's the guy that we will let that guy beat us. We're going to stop everything else. And for fantasy, that's great. That's great. Ooh, yeah, I, don't I love that. I'll take that every day of the week. <laughs> so um, I guess the only way that he's tradable right now is if you play in Dynasty and your team's at a crossroads. Mm. Because I don't know how much longer this is going to last beyond this season. I could see that. Yeah. Right? You're talking about a 33-year-old wide receiver. This is the ultimate, like, move him to a contender to get something, some kind of young value for your team for the future. But just awesome to see. And, like, shout out Adam Thielen, like a guy who I thought coming into this season was not going to perform anywhere close to this because I thought he had lost multiple steps. Instead, he has lost nothing whatsoever. Uh, The Panthers have a lot of things they have to figure out, but they have got a... Dud on the perimeter in Adam Thielen. He has been awesome. He has been one of the best values in all of fantasy football. At yes. some point, we should do the best values as a segment on the pod. Like very soon, by the way. I would love that. I uh, like the eight best values in fantasy. And we'll use like round eight and beyond. We'll make it round eight to round 16. Like I'm not talking about undrafted guys, the Puka Nakua's, et cetera. Because yep. it will be pretty interesting to see where Adam Thielen stacks up amongst the likes of I don't even know who else would crack into that category that would be I'd have to think about that yeah like that's that's one of those things where it's like if you're thinking about guys later on in there there was at least some sort of draft pedigree where you were like I could I could pinpoint that this guy might do something for my fantasy roster like maybe DeAndre Swift slid a little bit because of the preseason Definitely. I, mean, I don't know how far he slipped but things like that where it's my god like you know some of the, uh, maybe like a Zay Flowers would be in that mix as well. It'd have to be those type of players who were drafted, but not drafted in the first half of most drafts. I know that Mike Evans was uh, not great this last week, but I got Mike Evans in the eighth round in a handful of drafts, in part yeah, because there was awesome. no confidence totally. in those Bucks wide yep. receivers. So definitely. Adam Thielen has a long history on this podcast, and I love that here we are at the very end of, hopefully not the end of his career, but like... I just tar- I just cursed him going forward. Going forward with that. He's been fantastic, man. It's One of the easiest awesome. guys to root for, too, in the NFL. No doubt about that. Alright, Field, I'm going to pay some bills here really quickly, then we will close this one out. No matter what team you are rooting for, there is one thing that I think we can all agree on, and that is that football season brings us together. A connection like that deserves to be celebrated with a light beer that's just as great, and at just 96 calories a can. Miller Lite is the only light beer that you will want to celebrate with all season long. Because with Miller Lite in your hand, football doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces.
All right, Field Jason, let's close this thing out. This week, you and I play each other in the Fantasy Focus Show League. Yeah, baby. And by the way, you and I are both doing pretty well in this league. Yeah, we're having ourselves. This is a this is Chiefs-Eagles Monday Night Football level of matchup between yes. the two of us because um, can we- you are hot right now. You are 8-4. and four. Yes. Uh, my team continues to hold steady at 10-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Um, And... Just read your, like, this is an impressive starting lineup that you have. It's a 12-team league where you play three wide receivers. Give me your starting lineup. Obviously, we don't know about the health of your most important player, Correct. but give it to me. At quarterback, I've got Justin Herbert. He's been pretty good quarterback at the quarterback one. position. Yep. That's good. At running back, I've got CMC. Boy, do I hope he plays this week. Yes, I hope he doesn't. I also have Alvin Kamara, who has come back and He's looked pretty awesome. great. Yep. I've got Rashad White as my other running back, who has been getting volume. Yep. I also have Devontae Smith. Jalen Waddle and Michael Pittman Jr. to add to Evan Ingram at the tight end position. I really have a really great set of starters here, Field. I feel really good about it. Bench depth is a little less. It's kind of like your your wide receivers will determine how good this team is. It really is. If Jalen Waddle can do stuff, if Devontae Smith. Right. It's it's uh, those those two especially have been like a little up and down. down. We don't quite know what you're going to get out of them. So on the other side of the ball, my team is Josh Allen. Well, With Austin Eckler and Raheem Moser as my running backs. Wow. DK Metcalf, Chris Godwin, and Brandon Ayuk as my wide receivers, who I would say are similar to yours in the sense that, like, all big names. Yep. But, like, we haven't mentioned a Tyreek Hill. A Coop, we haven't had a single top five, probably even, like, top ten wide receiver in our matchup mentioned yet. Nope. Dallas Goddard at tight end, Aaron Jones in the flex plus whatever Chiefs defense and Riley Patterson um, as my kicker in defense. So a uh, big matchup for us. So um, what's our projection total? Do you a know projection is? is 141.5 for you to 139.0 for me. The two highest projections on the board. I don't know how many people have actually set their lineups, but uh, some teams coming on strong recently in that league and uh, we do the victory scoring. So obviously uh, we 10 and two is uh, because every week you get two results. So um, the hot teams in the league, Jackson a Jello. How about this? Jackson, whose team consists of oh, this the is a good all one. question mark team. This is so good. Jackson had Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup yep. on his on he has he drafted both of those players. They run IR for and he drafted Brees Hall. Okay. Wow. So he has been Mr. Like up and down. But his team is trending in the right direction. He's got Lamar. He's got Tua. He's got and so two good quarterbacks right there. Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, Tony Pollard. A lot of players on a bye this week for Jackson, but that's a rock-solid team. Kyron Williams, too? Kyron Williams. He oh has my been gosh. awesome. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that's the story right there. So we are like, I think both of us are sitting uh, relatively solid for uh, playoff projections. Um, it's never, you know, I think week six, probably like a, or week seven is a little bit generous in terms of uh, saying you feel great about your playoff chances, but you know, absent a bunch of injuries, both of us should crack that top six. You feel a lot better when you're, when you're in a not one and six spot, that's how you feel. Or one and five, I guess is yep. what it would be. Also, like I just like victory scoring because like, it just makes you feel like you, you, your team that is at the top is bona fide. Whereas, you know, there are like, I've, I'm, I'm in a league where uh, like, you know, I've, 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 I have been the person who has sort of Jerry rigged my way to five and one through six weeks. But you're like, I don't think my team, like, I think my team is kind of flimsy. Not actually. Like, good. I think I'm actually more like a three and three at best team. So I like the victory points because it does reinforce just how good your team is or is not. I like that, especially because, and I know we complain about this and it's just, it's meant to be fun, but like yeah. when you are the second or third highest scoring team of the week yeah. and you lose to the first or second highest scoring oh team of the week, it's just like the biggest, you just feel so deflated. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to do? Like you did as, I, I did everything I could. could right? I couldn't have done anything yeah. else here. Yep. Uh, so victory points, a worthwhile thing to consider for those that uh, have not yet tried that format. I agree. Or tried that, fun. It's not a format. Try that rule. Try that setting, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Change things going up into next year. That's going to do it for our Tuesday show, Phil. That was fun. Uh, I kind of like the two-man arrangement over here. It's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, not too bad. Tomorrow, do we have Mike Clay back? Tomorrow, do unfortunately, Mike Clay yeah. will be back again this week. Do yeah. you think he's going to listen to this podcast? Probably not. Probably doubt it. Mike's probably, what do you think he's doing right now? computer pool. stuff yeah, i'll say pool <laughs> pool with a couple miller lights for mike uh <laughs> that'd be more right. fun yeah that would be more that fun. would be a lot more yeah, fun we'll be back tomorrow though uh tomorrow we'll have week seven rankings t- talk i'm just telling you they're gonna be guys you're gonna be like how the heck is he wide receiver 22 and like, we talking there about are six guy. teams on a buy <laughs> and maybe we'll do that best values conversation tomorrow if not we'll do it sometime soon that's right all right for field jace my name is daniel Dopp. we love you guys don't forget to love each other be kind to yourself you have deserved it 
We will see you guys tomorrow. One week until the NBA season begins. Yes. Let's go. Let's do this. Draft tomorrow night. I need some more ball in my life. I don't, and it's not enough just having football field. Ball is life. If you need a stick of tide, field is your guy. If you're in Bristol or in Farmington, you should find another ride. Candidly, he hates Mike Clay, and you know that it's a fact. Every hater's gonna hate, cause he's on TV every day. A spicy tomato who's got the stats and tweets that'll make you laugh. He's our favorite host, and everybody knows his name. He's feeling.